tell me the keys, you cocksucker. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. How many fucking keys, you cocksucker? What the fuck? I could put you in Queens on the night of the hijacking. Really? I live in Queens. Did you put that together yourself, Einstein? What, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? You know what happens if you do another turn in the joint? Fuck your father in the shower and then have a snack. You're gonna charge me, dickhead? The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. And like that, he's gone. Good evening, everyone. This is Kieran, your host of Citizen Frame. Today we are talking a 1995 Oscar-winning smash. The story focuses on five criminals who meet up after a routine lineup after being accused of stealing a truck. It's this chance meeting that leads them to steal diamonds from a jewel thief. While in L.A. to cash in on those diamonds, they are soon blackmailed to do a heist for a man by the name of Kaiser Sose. 27 men dead, two survivors. One of these men is Verbal Kent. He is taken into custody and is interrogated by customs agent, Agent Kuyan. So, so the lies begin, as Kent tells the story of what happened that night on that ship and what happened to the usual suspects. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, I am joined today with uh, no other than Trevor. Good to be here. There you are, man. And Chris is back. Hello. Hello, Chris. There you go. Chris gets the lucky one. He kind of comes back with the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've we're just sit through Leprechaun and other stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. We're going to get you back, Chris, for a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to watch that again. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about the usual suspects. This has won, um, obviously, praise all its massive reviews, 8.5 on IMBD, all, all across the board. It's considered one of the greatest films ever. Um, it's right. It's writer and director for writer and director, uh, that time rookies Brian Singer, who kind of went on to a different direction. He went on to do superhero films, and there were bad ones, like the X Men films and a Superman movie he did. He never really went to the direction as what the usual suspects you thought he would have went. I I liked uh, um, the first two X Men film, films. Well, mm. to each their own. Yeah, but it's mm. definitely a different direction. Christian McQuarrie, however, the guy who gets real credit for this, who wrote it, went on to be very successful, especially with Tom Cruise. He now writes and directs all the new Mission Impossibles, yes. and including the great sci-fi film Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here we are. We're talking to Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, guys, we had we had, we had this discussion before, I think, with yourself, Trevor. Yeah. A good mystery always has we watch value. So you go back and you watch it and you try to find the clues. Yes. You try to yes. find the red herrings that you're thrown. But here's the twist of this film. There isn't any. Ooh. The whole film is a lie. No, I, I have to jump in there. Um, yeah, no, I parts. A, a lot of the film is a lie, but some of it definitely did happen. Like, For example, the stuff on the boat. And I'm sure there's other sort of green, <laughs> yes. greens. Well, of, I know that. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Yes. But no, but there's some of the happened. stuff in, in, yeah. in, in Verbal Kent's um, flashback, I believe, did happen. 
Uh, now, um, perhaps some of the names change. For example, at the end, spoiler alert, we see we see Kumbayashi in the car, but obviously that's not his real name. Um, but you know, played by the great Pete Postlesweet. Um, but yeah, I definitely think with Verbal's flashback, um, there is some truth in it, but there it is mixed no. with the lies, and that is yeah. the great thing about I, the yeah. film because it's trying to work out the puzzle of what is true and what is not. Yeah. I agree with what Kieran's saying, though. I understand what he's saying. Yes. And, and I agree with what you're saying there as well, Trevor. But I think it's the fact that the film is almost written in such a way that it leads you down a garden path without giving you tidbits to qu- even question it. And, yeah. and yeah. when it comes to the ending, it almost one eighties you to a different direction. Do you know it, what I mean? It's and, one of the greatest endings and, and final twists in any film yeah. ever. However, what opinion. I would say, Karen, is there is there is some breadcrumbs there, but they are They're... very, very deep, and it would take you to it would take you to actually not just rewatch the film, but kind of read up on things. Like one of the big yeah. ones is the actual name of Kaiser Sose, um, and and with that Kaiser Sose, uh, the name Kaiser was meant to. Uh, resemble a pronunciation of a German word Kaiser or yeah, Kaiser, king. which yeah, which would make king. And the name Kent um, uh, also resembles the word king. So there, I think there is some wee tidbits in there um, that kind of it's littered with clues, but, it, but it's there so deeply embedded that it would take you to really be invested in it to, to find them. Yeah. yeah, which I like uh, even more. There's another clue. No, yeah. There's another um, um, clue where um, you know what the in, in the very opening sequence where Kaiser Sose, although his face is obscured and, and most of them is obscured, he, he's pissing down at the wounded Dean Keaton. Well, then, um, whenever we're first introduced to Verbal Kent in the police station, he says about um, how he, you know, he, he can't really drink coffee because his piss comes out like snot. So that's another very subtle clue as well. I think I think uh, you, there's there are little little nods or little little clues, but a traditional mystery, you you give a, the audience a chance to figure it out who did it. Yeah, and yeah. You're, you're always given the obvious red herrings and so forth. But there really isn't a red herring, and the reason I say that is because it is a lie. Yes, there's some fact to it. He has to tell some facts, like how they met and what happened on the boat, because clearly that's what happened on the boat. Yeah, but. The story he tells is actually, and I caught this, and I've seen this film quite a few times. This film is based around two individuals. Yeah. That's Agent Kuyan and Verbal Kent. And if you watch the film, Verbal Kent plays off Kuyan the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little things that you catch. Uh, the smile. For instance, the beginning. Yeah. When he sits down there and he's being a terror, he's he leaves the room for a second, and there's Kent just looking at the uh, board, yes, uh, mm-hmm. the inspector's board. He's not just looking at it as a passer buyer. He's he is looking at it. He's he's studying, studying it, it. Mm. and so right there. But these aren't these aren't regular mystery nods that you get uh, like an egg for the Christie. Where you can kind of figure it out, you actually have to know the outcome of the film mm-hmm. before you'll catch it. Yeah. Th- if that makes I, yeah. sense. I think one of the things, Kieran, as well, is that a lot of the audience, um, there's two main questions, and and the film definitely tries to push the question of um, 
of almost um, what happened um, more than who is Kaiser Sose. Uh, and I think it's you're kind of more, well, I know for me anyway, when I was going through the film, I was trying to piece together what was ha- what was what was happening and what had happened because there are a bit of back and forth. So that was my kind of real main aim. And then it wasn't until maybe the towards the end of the film that I, I started to think, well, who is this Kaiser Sose? Which made it then, because I was concentrating on what was happening or what, you know, the, the story and the, the what was going on and getting to the boat, it means that you're not trying to pick up on the who is Kaiser Sose as it's going on. I, I definitely wasn't until towards the end of the movie. Um which I think helps and makes it a bigger twist at the end. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. To I, 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 yeah, because he's yeah. not really introduced. Kaiju yeah, Sosa's yeah, not really no. introduced till th- almost three quarters through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, The funny thing is, I was when I watched this again, I was seeing what's a lie and what's not. Mm-hmm. Now, if you dissect what he, when Kent's telling the story, that's where you, you kind of got to juggle what's a lie and what's not. Right? But the, the first part of the film, when they're introduced to each other, um, great scene is the lineup scene. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they have to read the line. Yeah. Um, and it's quite funny. And there's, and there's, and there's, you know, how they're all laughing and they got to read Fenster. this line. The Toro. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a famous scene where, but he makes it. <laughs> um, well, the Toro scene is where everyone starts, you know, laughing. Yeah. yeah. They weren't laughing at him. He was they were laughing because he was farting. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Obviously brilliant. Yeah. And the, you can see Gabriel Byrne can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. And so they just had kept it in there because yeah. it worked. Yeah, um, you can actually you actually get the the genuineness of them as well. Yes, and I love Fenster's um, you know <laughs> accent. You know, it's just that sort of obscure. You can't even pinpoint where it's from. It's him and the fucking keys, fucking cocksucker. What the fuck? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. that was deliberate as well. That was deliberate. He, yeah, um, because he knew he was getting killed off. He had come up with this kind of. Yeah, um, wacky. weird, wacky yeah, accent, and they ended up leaving it in. But they had a, they added a line in from um, who was it? It was um, McManus. McManus, yeah, McManus says says something like, "What are you talking?" Or I, I can't even understand you. Or what did you say? To kind of make it the audience realize, look, it's not just you that don't understand this guy. Everybody, you know, yeah, everybody doesn't understand them, yeah. which I think is really good. Um. But going going to back with what you said, Kieran, as well, um, they actually kept it from the cast, or they led the cast to believe each one of them was going to be um, Kaiser Sose as well. Partly, so that's, Gabriel yeah. Byrne um, was convinced and was told by Singer that he was, it was, it was um, him. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Um, and then, whenever during the premiere, when it's revealed that it's not him, apparently Gabriel um, Gabriel Byrne was quite pissed off. And he basically um, pulled what he called Brand Singer to the side outside, where they had this heated discussion. Yeah, he was. I've heard that he was led to believe that he was Kaiser Chose, even to the point after the film was made. <laughs> I think I, I think Gabriel Byrne is by far the star of the show as well, and I think he's. Although uh, Kevin Spacey won the Oscar for it for the best supporting actor, I think um, you know Gabriel Byrne is better in it um, than yeah. any of them. Um. Uh, yeah, but. Kevin Spacey steals the show. Oh, he's, oh, he's excellent. Like, yeah. so he is. You know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey at that time was an unknown. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did this in seven the same year. Two yeah. fucking great roles. Yeah. And there's a scene in the beginning when he goes up to Keaton 
and he's going to light a cigarette for him before he kills him. Yeah. Right there, I could hear his voice. Mm-hmm. I knew that was Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So if you did that now with Kevin Spacey, you'd go, oh, no, that's Kevin Spacey. Yeah. yeah. But because he's a relatively unknown, they can get away with stuff like that. Yeah. But if you listen to it now, you'd know that was Kevin Spacey speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, i got to say something here that you probably won't agree with, but I do not like Stephen Baldwin in this film. I don't. It, I agree. He's annoying. Yeah, he's... He's over the top. Yeah, he, he over the top. Do, yeah, he doesn't play... I think they could have got somebody better. And I know it's 1995 and you're kind of thinking back to who would fit in that role. But he, to me, he doesn't Michael really Bain bring of, much of to Terminator the fame was, was offered the role but turned it down. He, he says he deeply regrets it. Yeah, well... He would have yeah, been brilliant. Yeah, Pacino was offered a role in this film as well. But he decided to do another wee tiny small film called Heat instead. Yeah. Oh, no, smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah Smart move, yeah. smart move. Both great films, I mean, you can't. Yeah. Um, now, we talked about how pretty much how they all met and great banter, especially in the jail cell. Yes. When they're trying uh, to plan the heist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is all the real. That's what we're seeing is real. That's that's what happened. Now, there's a conversation when he's, uh, when Kuyon is, is, uh, is talking to Kent. And he's um, he's kind of trying to get the answers out of him. What happened? What happened? What happened? <coughs> and there's a line where where he says, um, he he's talking about how we we knew Keaton as a pretty decent guy. It seemed yes. or a guy who's trying to reform himself, doing this and this. But Kent goes, he's not a good guy. He's killed three people. I can't prove it, but we know he's done it. He's a dirty cop. Do you, yeah. He's mm-hmm. a dirty cop. Do you know he, he uh, he's dead? And he's like, what? Yeah. He burned himself. You know, he pretended he died in a fire. And all of a sudden, when all everything was uh, said and done and he was cleared, he showed up alive. Mm-hmm. So he's not the nice guy you think he is, Kent. And it goes to show me that line right there reflects to why Verbal Kent wanted Keating in this. Because that's how he's going to set Keating up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keating was going to take the rap for it. He was going to take the rap. I never caught that, believe it or not, when I first saw this. Mm-hmm. That he's he setting Keating up for the fall because Keating has done this once before. Yeah. Yes. And there's yeah, there's wee tidbits as well. <clears throat> that uh, if you remember Redfoot, played by um, the guy who plays... Peter ba- Green. The bad guy in the mask. He's also um, in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. The rapist, um, um, Zed. Yeah, well, he see when you first meet him as Redfoot, um, and he's kind of saying hello to them. He he says hello to McManus, uh, Stephen Baldwin, and he says, uh, I think he's uh, he's introduced them to Keaton. He knows who Keaton is, but hasn't met him before. And then he turns to uh, Clint and says, "There he is, the man with the plan." And that's almost like a. You know, you're you're kind of saying he is he has this whole thing planned. Like, yes, yeah. You just don't know it, and I, he is the man with the plan. And it's just a wee throwaway line, but it it was one when I was watching this again, it just clicked with me, and I was like, wow, he's you know even he, yeah even the bit know, where Agent Kuyon says to um, Kent, you know, whenever he he's like sort of um, you know talking down to him and stuff, he goes, and I'm gonna find out the truth. You know why? Because I'm smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not even when um when he starts knowing he's playing into 
He's got uh, Kuyong by the balls. He's he's you know, he's going to start playing him with this. There's a line that he says. Um, he says uh, Keaton. There's uh, when he goes to Keaton. Uh, when a verbal kid goes to Keaton and, and tries to convince Keaton to do this heist with them, the taxi heist. Yes. Yeah. He says it's how he co- This is where I don't think this. I don't think this is the lie part. You guys said there's some lies that aren't in there. This is one of them. Well, he pretty much tells Keaton, I need you to do this. Why? Because they won't let me do it if I don't bring you aboard. Yeah, yeah. I think that's nonsense. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think that's a real truth because Keaton wanted out. I don't think he ever wanted to do this. He was going legit. He was in love? Yeah. So, I think Keaton, I think uh, Kent lied to Keaton to get him in this heist. Mm -hmm. Because this place plan, Verbal Kent, no, he had to. Because Verbal Kent's plan... Or AKA Kaiser Sose, his plan would not work if he didn't have Keaton along. Yeah. So he he makes him he guilts him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to no, yeah. yeah. So accept that's it. yeah. That's one of the as he's telling the story is the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think that actually the, the majority of it the flashback is truth, but things like Redfoot's name wasn't Redfoot. Um, you know, really uh, Kubayashi his real name wasn't Kubayashi. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he just embellished. Yeah, the, I don't think I don't no. think Redfoot ever existed. Yeah, and, mm. and there's other, I don't think that yeah. heist ever happened. Uh, there's other things as well in relation to um, Keaton's uh, other half, Edie, um, who was the well other half the girl he was in love with, and she was the, the extradition was lawyer, lawyer for yeah. the one who was going to finger Kaiser Suze. Oh. It was yeah, but it was the fact that she was found dead at the end. Like, that could have happened at any stage. Do you know when he yeah. says, oh, she was found dead? In other words, the whole thing with um, with Kobayashi and the building, that could have been, you know, there was no... There, there I think that was real. Truth. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Because yeah. you got to... These guys are small-time criminals, okay? They're, they're yeah. good at what they do, but they're not... These ninjas. But Edie Fenrin, Edie Fenrin, it was confirmed that Edie Fenrin was um, uh, um, working on the extradition case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the fact that they went in. It maybe didn't happen in that order. And Kobayashi, they went to try and get Kobayashi. I don't think that happened. I think that was just. They're not superheroes. Yeah, I think that that was just put in and and i also think that the the that heist where they ended up going for the the jewelry and the money and it turned out to be uh dope i think that that was fake and he needed that to kind of tie in to why they were going to get the dope on the boat yeah um yep i i, I don't think that would have happened this either never happened yeah never happened. i think that there was the, the the it was they got together for the heist for the boat and that that was it, and and after it was done, everybody's expanded. You know, everybody has to be killed. But surely, you know? and, surely and that's the whole point of the the heist was to kill somebody who could finger and it, and say who Kaiser Shose was. So he had to then just but Dave, eliminate everybody and then give a backstory yeah. to make it believable. No, but and, bullshit. But Dave, but Dave Cuyon would have known about the New York's finest taxi service being hit. You know, this was oh that happened. Yes. Yeah, that did happen. They had to get he had to get them to California. Yeah, in order to do that, they had to do this heist to get the diamonds to California, and that's where everything else goes to shit. Mm-hmm. He had to get them to California, so that heist did happen. Yeah, and well, and they also would have known, but about the other guy, the the why uh, that was killed, the, the jeweler Saul, I think his name is. 
So, who? No? Well, who shot in the garage? Yeah, I don't think but that But you got to realize this takes place, this takes place like, a, he's telling the story hours after the ship's gone. Yeah. It's been, you know, is blown up and whatnot, right? He, he, they're not going to know all this. They're not going to investigate all this and. You know, but they would minutes. be in the know. Yeah. They would be in the know. And I th- I think all of the, the, the big well, events all happened in the flashback, but just not in the way that um, um, Kent no, relays him. I don't think, relays no, it to I don't think it happened. No, I do think he something had to have happened where they had – I think what just happened was he had stuff on them and Kaiser Associates was going to call them out if yeah. they didn't do this heist. That's what happened. But yeah. there was no Red Foot. There was no drug bust. No. It's Kaiser Sose. If – if there was t- a guy shot in the, uh, if they were stealing this guy's dope and the guy who got shot by Kent. Yeah. Well, he said technically was shot by Kaiser Sose. He could hide the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really think he couldn't hide that heist? I don't think any of these heists happened. I don't. I think he just had him on something. Right. Nobody goes, you're going to do this for me, and that's it. Yeah. Mm, and Kobayashi, the lawyer, probably was there, but his name wasn't Kobayashi. Yeah. He was just. Oh, he definitely exists. Will you see him at the very end? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. That's the whole point that when I was watching, I can remember watching it for the first time, and especially when Puzzle Wait comes out as Kobayashi with the, the, the like, Arashi accent or the, the weird accent that he has. It's supposed to be I a Turkish like, accent? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I was like, Kobayashi, really? Is that the name they're going for? And then it's not until the end that you go. Now, it's a bottom of the coffee the, cup. All yeah, all the stuff that I'm thinking about now is makes it all no fits, sense. South, but it south all, the window. It all fits, but it doesn't. It you know what was real, as you say, Karen. What was real and what was not. Like yeah, you're like God. This guy's a bad actor. He can't yeah. be that Kobayashi guy. And then at the end, you're like, oh wait, he could be because he's actually really is Irish. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also Swiss English. You think is he not? No, he's from. He's from. I think he's originally from Northern Ireland. No, it. No, it. Well, I'll have to double check that. But I. Well, well as far, yeah. Ireland. Uh, well, either way, Belfast gets, Irish, gets referenced he? in it. By the way, by um, yeah. Kubayashi, yeah. he goes, um, "You intercepted uh, and you um, you you intercepted um, a shipment of guns bound for Belfast." <laughs> you know. Yeah. See, I think that's what he had on him. Mm-hmm. I think he had all these, uh, and that's what got him to uh, got them to go for oh. this dope. Now, um, there's another scene where is it Hunkster? Hunkster? Huckster? Hockney. Hockney. Yeah. Um, Kevin Pollack. Yeah. Who was pretty funny in it. Yeah, he's good. He, um, yeah. he, uh, he gets it first. And even when you watch this film again, we sh- should have known right away that it's got to be Verbal Kent. Because he's the only one on the boat. And he's yeah. and Kevin Pollack's alone. He gets shot in the back. And then he turns around and you don't see anything. You don't see the go- this gold. You know, like he's opening the the, yeah. the yeah. briefcase from yeah. Pulp Fiction, <laughs> um, and then he gets it. Just there's, is it? It's too smart. It's it's smart enough to where you're so into Kent's character by this point, you really like him because you think Agent Kuyon is ripping him to shreds and he's you know beating him down in the rounds. Yeah, sorry but for it's him. actually yeah. yes, you feel sorry for him, but it's actually reversed. Mm-hmm. But we just yeah. don't know that yet. So we we're already rooting for Kent because. Well, it can't be Kent because he's a he's par- you know he's got the you know, he's a cripple he's got this and this yeah. and this Cerebral so it can't be him yeah, yeah so it can't be him he's our hero you know what you but know the- what is an absolutely amazing and very subtle sort of um, wink that you only notice it on repeat viewings as well there is a scene where Kuyon is um, circling 
verbal Kent in the police station and sort of browbeating him as usual. But whenever Kuon's behind him, the camera moves into Kent's face and he gives this uh, most subtle of smiles. And then whenever Kuon is round, you know, and say, you know, where you can see Kent again, um, see his face, um, his smile disappears. It's very, very subtle, but it is uh, on but repeat viewings. Yeah. It is brilliant. But it's like it's like um, Keaton's last words when he when um, Kaiser Sose is walking over to him and he says, I can't remember what he says, but he goes, I can't feel my legs, mm-hmm. is another little nod to the fact that, you know, uh, Kaiser Sose is playing a person with cerebral palsy who's obviously got an issue with his leg. There's like a, a, a small nod there as well. So it's there's, there's wee glimpses it's of it. It's clues. So it's, it's, even before you actually the penny drops fully, um, just before um, Kuyon looks at the you know the notice board and, and sort of you know he finally realizes whenever yeah. he the old cop is giving him back his possessions he goes one lighter, lighter gold, gold you know yeah. and it's all the possessions that you've seen Kaiser Suze you know with yeah it's all misdirection that's the yeah the, the yeah. first part of the film is all misdirection to get you starting to think about you know heists and who's who's doing who over or who's tricking who and it's not actually about but there's one guy who's just playing all these other guys as you know as it's puppets, really yeah. Yeah. it's very it's very especially the first half of the film is very film noir you know like something like from the 1930s when maybe like orson wells or james cagney or something mm-hmm. you know even the you know even the dress sense of you know agent jack bauer you know um who you know he's dressed as an old sort of film noir sort of pulp yeah. detective you know it, yeah it, it like, had it had that very Hitchcockian, yeah. you know, or Orson Welles touch of evil, yeah. or you had that, you know, that yeah, you're right, that old crime novella, yeah, like, I got a, uh, yeah. Shadow of a Doubt and all those films, yeah. I, you might laugh at this, but I got a bit of Dick Tracy out of the start of it, you know, like yeah. that, like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the sort music, of pulpy. Yeah. yeah, the music yeah. was very, yeah. you know, did did you know that little yeah. playing I, with the uh, the piano? Um, what did you guys catch this? And I must have missed something. It might be a a, a Kaiser Sose saying. But everyone, cocksucker, yeah, yeah, was used in it a lot. Yeah, there has to be a meaning for that word. Not unless um, Christopher McQuarrie just liked using that word. You know, they said well, "fuck" ninety eight times. Yes, I've seen that on um, IMDb. But guy, mm-hmm. There has to be something with that word. Watch it again. They all say it once. Yeah, it's the lineup. The lineup. It's is, in the lineup. They yeah, say yeah, in the lineup, yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, uh, Keaton says it. They all say it in some other yeah. um, scene. In the um, scene, in the scene um, where they go to get, you know, the the think that they're getting the jewels and the money. He says, "Give me the briefcase, cocksucker." And he yeah. also says that I think at the heist with the police when he says, when he he says, I, uh, get, "Give me what is it? Give me the drugs or something, you cocksucker!" As well, give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Yeah. yeah, they all say it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, there's got to be some kind of meaning, though. But remember, oh. Kieran, it might be a, a it might be a like a word that um, Kaiser is, Suje used. Yeah, it, yeah, it might be his word because he's retelling it, and that might be one of the things where you do realize that he's making things up because everybody's using the same sort of language. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you Good know shout. what I mean? Good shout. So yeah. he yeah. because it's him retelling it. He's telling it as if it was him in each of the characters, so he's using the yeah. same words and it's the like, same kind of lingo, and and it's that's maybe what's because he's making it up. Oh, it's that like it's like be, yeah, 
Sorry, go ahead. tell you what's what's true and what's not true. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's, where I it's like Quentin Tarantino films, and I love Tarantino films. I love Tarantino, but if you look closely and you listen closely to Tarantino's films, all of the characters talk like Quentin Tarantino. Hmm. You know, in that sort of slick, sort of snappy, sort of dialogue way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. That's good. The we talked about how there's another scene. Well, it's kind of going back to one we just talked about, where Kuyan's telling him. Keaton's not a good guy. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's done this and this, and you know he's giving his resume of things that Keaton's done. That and before that, as Kent is telling his version, his story, Keaton was this you know guy who's trying to clean up his act. He's a go getter. He he really wants to do good. He wants to you know do this and this. He's in love, but the minute Kuyan tells him that whole story about how Keaton's a prick and blah blah blah, the next scene Keaton's a douche. Yeah, yeah. Well, can he's, I, he's the one. He's the one with the gun. He's, he's the one yeah. doing the heist now. He's running the heist to get the dope. I think he's the one. He emphasized. He kind of played on. Uh, yeah, that's what he wants words. to hear. That's what he wants to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in reality, Keaton, uh, although he may have possibly um, wanted to turn the corner and you know lead a different life and stuff, I think that um, Keon's right about Keaton and that he, he he was a fucking asshole, you know, and he yeah. was a bad bad bastard. Trevor, there's one scene and it's very short where it's just as they're about to go and um, uh, verbals with uh, Keaton and Keaton's kind of I think he's like on a balcony looking down uh, over Edie. Yes, that's and a brilliant he's, scene. He's, that he's, he's got shot. that. He's, yeah, he's got that look in his eye where he's he's Regret. obviously made. Yeah, he's made a promise to her that he's left that life behind him, and he's breaking that promise. And, and then she looks up. Other, yeah, and and he, he, and he walks away. Yeah, and. Um, then uh, at the boat, just before the whole boat thing starts, he, he, Keaton turns to Verbal and says, um, tell Edie, and he kind of goes, uh, and he goes, tell her I tried. In yeah. other words, like, I tried to leave it behind, but I couldn't. Yeah. So there's a bit of both there where he's maybe, he does want to leave it, but he's being pulled back in because like either... Kieran said, say, yeah, yeah it, it, it is, and I think it was yourself as well, um, Chris, it was basically... Um, verbal story does change its tone subtly in its portrayal of Keaton after Kuyon points out nah he wasn't a good guy he was a prick yeah Yeah, and I think those are the little you know mysteries that we gotta pick pick at Um, but you won't but you understand what I'm saying you're not really gonna guess that until you know the answer oh no definitely not so the audience will never be able to figure this movie out if it's your first time you can't no no That's that's why I'm saying it's kind of a cheat yeah. Then and it's a good cheat, but that's what I mean by it's slate of you hand. Watch, yeah, yeah, you got to watch it again to lo- understand what you missed. Yeah. Although to be uh, fair, Kieran, you'll appreciate this. Um, you mentioned it earlier. At least they were able to like keep it a secret from until the end, you know, on yes. the reveal. Unlike yeah. Seven, where the the they make it a secret in the film, but on the billboards, the sticks, the, the, you know. Kevin Spacey's face on it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, or Terminator <laughs> Salvation, where yeah. the trailer gives away the, the twist about John Connor. Yeah, it, it would almost be like they would have... Or Genesis, like, Terminator Kev- Genesis, sorry. It, it would almost be like on the on the movie posters for this, if they wanted to go down the seven route, they would have just put like a sign above Kevin Spacey's. <laughs> this is Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. We, I never, we never got those. And st- I, we would saw seven opening night, so we never saw any of the press. Mm. Um, and again, Kevin Spacey was, was new. He was kind of a character yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, 
but Mandy hit it out of the park with uh, Usual Suspects and Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and later American much- Beauty as well. Oh God! Yeah, that, you, you know, yeah here we go. Oh, great, yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember liking it at the time. Uh, but it is, oh it is pretentious. We need, we'll talk, Trevor. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> Again, uh, me, me and Trevor. Uh, I got Nula. Our next podcast is this piece of shit film called The Lighthouse. It's one of the greatest so films I said, in Nula, recent years. You need fantastic. to watch this. One of the worst films ever made. No. So he no. and he loves it. He thinks it's the greatest thing since fucking Jaws. So he's gonna watch it, and now we're me and him are gonna go at it, and Nula's gonna be the the ref. referee. Yeah. It's, dude, you uh, want to watch a piece of shit? Watch, watch. Watch the lighthouse. It is one of the greatest films in recent years. Okay. Anyways, let's go back to good cinema. Trevor, you uh, haven't seen Split. You need to go see. It. I have seen Split. Uh, what? Or, you didn't or like not Split? Split? Not Split. What is it? Split. Oh God, or, no. What was that one? No. No. What's funny? Trevor would love it. I know he would. What, what's he loves one? that crap. What was it called again? Oh, it was called Shit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It we was did a called. podcast on it, and we couldn't. Oh. It was so fun to do it because it's such a bad movie. Right? Uh, what was it? Was, it was, and, and even, it's, was it, Stephen King says, it's the new Lovecraft. It's like, oh my God. Is it color out of space? Spring. Is that a Lovecraft Spring. adaptation? Spring. 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 That's it. Spring. 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 Watching people is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't worry. I promise I, you, Trevor will go, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. I like that. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I did like it. I thought it was all right. Oh, no. <laughs> right? I, I'm going to check it out. You want to watch? Yeah. You want to hear one of our podcasts where I wanted to kill Chris because he picked it? Listen to podcast so Spring. God, those those are the early days. Yeah, they were the early days. They were good. Um, they were good. All right. Well, let's give this one a quick uh, wraparuno. We kind of know where we all stand. We all know it's going to be one of the a beloved film. Yeah. But uh, Trevor, final thought, real quick there. Yeah, uh, for me, it is quite possibly the. Um, well, uh, to be fair, I haven't seen every single you know crime mystery thriller that has ever been made. So uh, yeah, uh, to be completely fair, I think it is for me one of the greatest, if not the greatest, crime mystery thriller films ever made. It is near perfect. The um maybe the only thing that lets it down is um Baldwin's overacting at yeah. times. Yeah. And apparently, he stayed in character. He he, he um throughout the shoot and apparently behaved like a real asshole and that's why him and Kevin Pollock you know their scenes of tension between the two characters are actually there's a there's an element of truth in that so but aside from that which is a minor gripe I have to say I think it is near perfect yeah 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 no, that's most that's most uh, most people uh, most people's point of view mm-hmm. uh, what do you got there Chris um yeah I'll just piggyback on, on what Trevor said uh, and also these are the type of films that I really, really enjoy. And it's exactly for the reason you said earlier, Kieran. It's when you get tricked. And I, I, I like being tricked. Yes. But I like trying not to be tricked. I like trying to figure it out. And I'll be one of those horrible people who'll be watching it. And you'll be like, yeah, it's him, by the way. Because I've worked it out. This one, as you said, Kieran, there's no way you can work it out. And you're tricked at the end. And that makes you want to just put it back to the start and try and figure out if you could have picked up on it. To me, there is very little, if any, other crime mystery thrillers. And again, I'm in the same boat as Trevor. haven't watched them all. But that are anything. Not only do they not come close to this, but they're not anything like this. Um. It's the storytelling um, of Ke- uh, that Kevin Spacey is able to, to, to reenact. 
that kind of just it's a lot of misdirection to throw you off what the real end and the real truth is um it's it's brilliant it's absolutely incredible um i love it um i haven't watched it in a long time and i actually forgot how good it was and i put it on there uh, the other day and watched it and really 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 enjoyed it so yeah good to re good to revisit this one so um yeah it's it's definitely up there as as one of the greatest like yeah and i think the script is um the film overall is near perfect but i think the script is as close to perfect as you're ever going to get Um, what makes this film, and we talked about uh, the script, script, and script, and it's, it is. Chris McCarty got the Oscar for it. Well-deserved. Hands down. And he's got a great career after that. Um, but this movie would not have worked, and I'm going to tell you right now, with nobody else in it, but Kevin Spacey, Gabriel Byrne, Charles Palmatari, Kevin Pollack, Benicio Del Toro, and the list goes on. Gina Carlo uh, episode, Sato, would I like a lot, and Pete Postlewaite. You have these actors yeah. are brilliant in this film. And if they could have given an Oscar to an ensemble cast, yeah. these guys would have got it in two yeah. seconds flat. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant. The great thing, what, what Brian Singer did was Brian Singer s- subtly directed. I know that sounds silly when I say that, but the movie plays like a play. Yeah. Each, it's, you've got the interrogation room. You've got you know the prison cell. Each scene could be a play. Could be, uh, you know, and and how he does it, he just likes the actors act. Yeah, like we mentioned the fart sequence when they're actually doing the interrogation, he kept that in because of their chemistry. This movie could not be played without these guys in it. I mean, the casting is perfect. So we got to give a massive shout mm-hmm. out to the casting crew besides Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. He doesn't ruin it. No, it's a minor grace. Um, doesn't help. Doesn't doesn't help it. Doesn't help it, but. When you have the, all these, I mean, all these other actors are working today. Uh, well, sadly, Kevin Spacey is <laughs> yeah, a little bit of trouble there. Um, but but again, it's a case of you know what I mean. You can, you can appreciate the uh, you know um, you, you have you have to separate the art from the artist as well. Yeah. So what? But what? What Brian Singer did was he let them act. So he pulled away. So you, there wasn't big gunfights. So you had little you know little high scenes just to keep the, the people entertained. But. It didn't take away from the performances. Mm-hmm. The actors were allowed to act, and they nailed it. I mean, Kevin Spacey's performance is one of the best performances of all time. Not to mention Gabriel Byrne, who I think technically had a tough arc to play because yeah. he had to play two roles. He had to play the guy who's a sympathetic, falling in love, trying to change his life. And the flip side of that, he had to play the douchebag. The nasty is this piece guy, of work. Yeah. Yeah, is this guy the nasty piece of work? That Adrian says he is, but he also had to play Kaiser Chose as well because mm-hmm. you were angling that he was the Kaiser Chose, and that was the red herring as well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's just spot on. You can't be it, and 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 uh, subtle mentions to John Oddman for the for the score. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, kudos. I remember seeing it, and I remember getting on Laserdisc, mm-hmm. and I invited all my friends over to see it. And they, they were going, oh, my God, that's the greatest film ever yeah. made. Because nobody could figure it out. I'm like, you can't. When I f- that's, yeah. that's that's the whole point of the twist. The greatest the greatest trick the producers ever did. Was convincing us. Yeah. Kaiser was Suze to, doesn't was exist. convince you that there's a twist here. Yeah. I mean, there's... Well, there's, well, there's it's- when I first watched it, uh, I think I rented it on video from a video shop, but I didn't see it in the cinema. Uh, but it was shortly after it was released in video, you know, when the, in the mid-'90s. And I remember at the time, there was a lot of, you know, after the success of Pulp Fiction... 
and Reservoir Dogs. There was a lot of Tarantino imitations and poor imitations. And I remember being cynical about before I watched The Usual Suspects and thinking, "Oh, this is just another. This is going to be another Tarantino ripoff." But whenever after I watched it, I was blown away, and I have watched it, rewatched it multiple times since. Yeah. And it, it, it's definitely a film. Even though you know the outcome, you'll watch it over and over because you yeah you want to find that Easter egg. You want to find that Easter egg. Yeah, it's, it's um, for for me just one last thing for me. Yeah, it's the what it's 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 when uh, Verbal or Kevin Spacey's walking away from the PlayStation, and he's just gradually getting the Goosebumps. normal walk back. And then he just steps and sits into the car. Yeah. That to me is just, you, you kind of know, you know, but it's just the. It, I think there's like a close up of the foot that's um, very. Straightens. Um, pl- yeah, but it's gradual. Yes. It's very gradual and the, the posture gradually. And the changes. hand as well. And then, uh-huh. and then it's when he sits in the car, it's the look from um, Kobayashi of there's like a respect. A knowing look. Fear. Yeah. Yeah, but it's respect and fear where you're like. God, this guy is a bad bastard. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you you just know that's that's his crescendo. That that's really the, to me. That's the only real visual you get of Kaiser Shosei, yeah, and it's at the only very a very end. second, and it still leaves an impression. Like I think that to me, that's probably my joint favorite scene. I loved that. I thought it was <laughs> you knew when he was leaving the police tank and the fax machine was coming. Uh, yeah. You knew yeah. something was yeah, going on here, right? Yeah, but you knew he was Kaiser Sose at that point. But what you didn't know, I felt more cheated. Wait a minute. He doesn't have shovel palsy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he lights that up the was, cigarette and gets in the car. And, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It, yeah. It's funny because, yeah, like the opening scene, not the opening scene, but when the free starts interrogating him, he can he can't light the he can't do lighter yeah yeah so it falls out of his hand and the agent has to go down and get the lighter and help him light the, that's right and here he is at the end lighting his own match yeah. fixing his hand you know his hand tweaking his hand to get back yeah. into character mm-hmm. uh, but yeah um, and just like that we're done yeah <laughs> uh, okay that's a wrap on this one uh, obviously A's across the board for the use of suspects. Um, we are going to be diving into a movie, very controversial film that Trevor likes, I hate, and Nula will be on board <laughs> to ref. I can't wait. It's called The Lighthouse. It's um, brilliant, we'll folks. that next up. Then we're going to re- go back to Spider-Man and do the sequel from Homecoming to Far From Home. Those are the next two up. Yeah. Listen, guys, uh, things are picking up. We've got more followers, more downloads. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Keep on listening. We're at Citizen Frame underscore... Uh, podcast as well as Facebook. Um, we're changing some things in the near future, more about uh, bringing you guys into the mix. Like you can pick the next movies, maybe get some prizes going. Um, until then, thanks guys for joining me on this one. Yep. Brilliant. Uh, good stuff, Karen. Don't, and don't worry, Chris. We're going to get you on for a shit film real soon. All right. Uh, that's a wrap from us. And thanks for listening, guys. Take care of yourselves. We're out. Good right, stuff. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye.